0: know what they are and who they are because those give us the little like clues as to what to expect and if they do this then we do that. You have to have a plan.
1: Welcome to Married 2.0. I'm your host Amy Sanders. I'm a fitness and wellness pro, mom, stepmom, second wife, and master certified life coach. I'm here to help you manage your emotions, your relationships, and life So, you can live a healthier, happier life. Welcome, welcome, everyone. We are back on the podcast and I have a special guest. Guys, we have not talked about what we're going to talk about today for like, I swear, over a year. So, I'm very excited to introduce Tracy Malone. We're talking about toxic relationships and specifically narcissism. She has done an amazing job. She's an author and she has just like, I actually can say you have millions of followers because you do around this topic because she's making a huge impact, showing people how to heal from toxic relationships. And so many people need this information. So Tracy, I'm just going to have you give a summary of what you do and also like just your story, like how you came onto this, because what you're doing is like exploding.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, I get all shy when people say good things about me, but thank you. So I am a survivor of narcissistic abuse, and I was divorced from a narcissist and then got scooped up by someone else that found out he was abusive. And after I learned about like The second one, then, then it explained the marriage, my family, like my entire life unfolded because of the second narcissist in my life. And I just couldn't believe that at that point I was, you know, well into my fifties. I'll say, and I didn't know how could my therapist not tell me about this? You know, I'm in there every single week. This is what happened. This is what happened. How good? And so I'm like, I'm going to educate the world. And that's why I have actually a map of the world. If if you're on a podcast, you can't see it, but I've got it behind me of all the clients that I've coached from everywhere from China and Singapore to Russia. And it's it's mind-blowing to be able to help people, whether they're in a narcissistic relationship or marriage, or whether it's their parents or their siblings or their neighbor, or you know, your brother is married to one, how do we help them? Again, I mean, it, it's the, the gamut is so wide for people that are victims of abuse. So that's kind of where I, I started.
1: It's, it's amazing. So guys, yeah, there are this map has dots all over it. Cause she's like helped so many people. I know it's amazing. Um, but there are so many people in the last number of years who just are like, Oh, this person is being selfish. They're a narcissist. Right. Like it's this word that everyone throws around and they're like, oh, they're narcissistic. But I've been like, "Okay, guys, hold up. Let's talk about what it really is, because if someone is being selfish, sometimes that does not mean that they are a narcissist. So could you explain what it even really is?
0: I mean, the DSM five to me, the definition in the DSM five is just dumb. Like uh, it's you know exaggerated self importance, and you know exaggerates their achievements. They believe they're special, you know, and and those sort of thing, entitlement. Those are just like, to me, they're dumb. That's not describing what a narcissist is. You know, they manipulate people into serving them. They con them into love and they're selfish and they intimidate people and they stalk and they project and they lie and they cheat and they have no conscience. So when we get to the the, no empathy part, again, they have no empathy if they cheat. They have no empathy if they do the things that they do. A narcissist wears masks. Masks are sort of, I would call like an actor's role. Here, I'm going to be the, the dutiful neighbor and, and everyone's going to love me or I'm I'm the soccer coach. Whatever it is, they, they create this mask to the world that often is what they sold to the victim. Like, oh, they're so perfect. Everything's so wonderful until you close the door. The public mask stays outside and, and the inside mask is a different person. This is where they, you know, whether they are covert and and more passive aggressive in, you know, the sort of blaming and, and technique, you know, just the, all the different things that a passive aggressive person would do to manipulate someone. It doesn't matter. They are in this camp to destroy people. They gaslight, they project, and it's, it's, just false allegation. And they often lead a secret life. So many victims, when they're going through a divorce, find out, oh my God, there's a second family or, oh my gosh, they've been stealing money for years. The second life is part of being a narcissist. So those five criteria and the DSM five are just to me, they're not describing what the person is. So we have not all people are narcissists. It is a far more evil, if you would, legacy for a narcissist versus the somebody that just was a cheater or lied to you, right? This is much more dangerous uh, and almost criminal in some, in some instances.
1: I love that you like bring that to life and like light because a lot of people don't understand it. They just think, Oh, this person is acting this way. They must be a narcissist. Like it's an easy label to throw on somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, no, no, no. If you have been in this, Mm -hmm. it is like a really severe, form of abuse. It
0: is. it is emotional abuse it is it takes away the victim's soul it, it takes out everything that was good about them they're so used to being told that they're not good enough or you know they and again it can be different in, the, in front of people for for my ex-husband i was the greatest thing since sliced bread i mean i would be out there and it was like everybody oh my god you guys have the best relationship everything was grand but then behind closed doors the passive aggressive the sulking the pouting just kind of rejection and lack of doing anything in the home. Like we weren't partners, right? But Mm -hmm. uh, out in the public, everyone, like it was the greatest marriage. And, And for years it fooled me as well. There's different types of narcissists. You know, there's, there's the overt, which is like sort of flamboyant. You can see it. That's what they care about themselves. And then a covert narcissist is someone that hides all of these traits. So the public sees that, that wonderful face and, in my book that I have coming out, actually that it's out. What am I saying? <laughs> oh, there was a forty in slip. it's
1: out. We're going to talk yeah, about it in a minute. So yeah. like, oh, We're yeah. probably talking about her book that is going to help so many people. But yeah, keep going.
0: So, so I, I actually, I, I coined two different types of narcissists that don't get talked about often, which is the rich narcissist and the poor narcissist. My book's about divorcing a narcissist. So, um, you know, if you have a rich narcissist, they are going to go for blood. I have had clients with three four million dollar divorce cases because they were just false allegations false allegations keeping them in court stonewalling the court changing lawyers i mean it's just terrible a rich narcissist just will spend more money than they would have given you just to destroy you and a poor narcissist is the kind that latches onto people with their assets and even if you've only known them for two months all of a sudden they want half your house and they want to put on the deed the minute, you, you know, you clo- your, your wedding is over now. I want to be on the deed of your house. So they come in with that con artist. I'm going to take everything.
1: So. Yeah. So if you are, if you are divorcing a narcissist, rich or poor, like what would be your advice you'd give to the person? Like, I don't know what to do right now. What do I do with this person? Like rich or poor? Like, how do you survive through this whole thing?
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's it's never easy, but you have to learn and have strategies to emotionally get through it, financially get through it, kids um, and what you want in a divorce. It often goes overlooked as to what your goals are and and where do you want to be at the end of this, right? It just becomes just you get so inundated by the weight of the divorce and the lies and the the the, the you know stonewalling and all this this like months and months of kind of bull crap, and then you just you lose yourself, and so you have to have somebody there to talk you through to emotionally stabilize you when you're. X is doing blank, then we're going to do this. You have to know the strategy that this is what is common and, and what they, they learn to do. So in my book, I really wanted people to understand what could happen so that they can prepare. I, I think I have it written on the back. If you're aware, then you can prepare, right? If I was stonewalled in, and I was completely blindsided in my divorce, I had no idea I was divorcing a narcissist and it was called the most tortured divorce in our town's history by the judge. I still don't have a word for what the heck was going on, right? But if I knew the rules of the game up front, because divorcing a narcissist is, is, a, is a game, like that's the bottom line is it's it's chess for them. They enjoy watching you like run around and try to gather all the things or, oh, I'm not going to give you the tax return. Ha ha, go ahead and find them. You know, it's, it is sort of a game. And so you need someone on your side that is going to be there both emotionally. And in my opinion, you know, understand the mind of a narcissist to make you have the next strategy. When they do this, we do that. And Every case is different. The tactics are very often the same. You know, using the children against you, turning the children against you are really common. So, if that person is going to have to learn strategies to deal with their children and, you know, try to get them back in many situations. So, it's always different, but you need help. You can't do this
1: alone. No, it's such a hard thing that so many people try to do alone. So, what would you say to the person who is, always just like researching, like they're hanging out in narcissist like Facebook groups where they're all just exchanging stories. And they're like talking all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. what would you tell that person? Well, it depends on where they are in the cycle because in the beginning they need that education. They
0: it to, they they need to become a detective to learn everything in PD and really like these are, oh, that's stonewalling. Oh, that's smearing. Oh, that's a flying monkey. I mean, you kind of have to learn the verbiage. So it's important that they get that education and that validation where they're in a Facebook group, they're getting validation that they're not crazy, that they're not alone. And so when you move into the next level of the game, if you would, where you're actually in the court and you're in that battle, you have to like learn to not let the things they're doing trigger you. That's such an important part. Um, because if, if they're going to keep on pushing your button and you're just going to trigger there, I'm like, like a monkey, just pushing the button, bing, 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 bing. They have all the control. They have all the control. So if you go, okay, I see what they're doing and I'm not going to let that, Like that part, it's it's a bad trick. They're trying it, but it's not the truth. You have to know your truth. You know, so many times in a divorce, gaslighting is used. You'll never get a single penny if you divorce me. I'll make sure you never see the kids if you divorce me, right? One of those kind of things are gaslighting. So know your rights. Like find out what the child, um, you know, there's there's child guidelines for every state. We have them on my site. But like if you don't know what your rules, your, your laws are and what you're really entitled to, you're entitled to half the stuff here. After 10 years, you're entitled to this. You're entitled to that. But the narcissist is going to tell you, you get nothing, which keeps you stuck and staying and in servitude to them. So know your rights and, you know, come up with a plan. How can I get out? If I've never had the financial assets, how can I get out? What can I do? They're going to take me to court. I can't afford that. Well, if you're going to get half the house afterwards, maybe your parents will help you and and a friend or sibling can help you get through that court part because then you can pay them back. Right. So if you don't know your rights, you think you're stuck.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a good point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My husband and I have both been through divorce, right? Mm -hmm. I did. I did have a little money to pay for my attorney's fees, Mm -hmm. but my husband did not. Mm -hmm. And his relationship was a very hard, toxic relationship. And he gave so much to her because he didn't know his rights. But a lot of these people that are in this place, they also will feel bad, right? They will not want to hurt the other person's feeling, or they think that they're taking the higher road. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking the higher road because I'm being the, the bigger person or I'm being the better person by, by giving in or by just settling or whatever, But it's costed him hundreds of thousands of dollars because he didn't pay the $5,000 retainer or whatever, because he didn't feel like he had it. But you do have resources like you can go and ask people who it might be hard to ask because you don't want to do that. You know, you feel bad asking or whatever, but like most of these people that love you would love to help out. you always have resources. But in my husband's case, I mean, mine too, because now I'm married to him, like, man, we pay a lot of money. And man, how did she get so much? But he just like, is like, well, I just thought if I'd be nice, that things would be easier.
0: That's one of the biggest mistakes is people think if I just kind of walk away now and take the deal or take the offer or give them everything, then I'll have peace. And that is a big mistake. They they want more than that. Because if you give an inch, they're going to want four inches, right? Mm -hmm. So that's all the part about negotiation and leverage in many cases to kind of get what you want more on the table, but you have to have someone that's going to be advising you. And honestly, lawyers do not advise well, they advise for a normal divorce, not a narcissistic divorce.
1: They're different. They're very, they're very different. I mean, narcissism and borderline and just any of these personality disorders, like all those, if your relationship is a toxic relationship, your divorce is going to be a toxic divorce. And guess what? After you're going to have a toxic co-parenting partnership, it doesn't end. No. Like, so you have to learn. Mm-hmm. That's why this like work you're doing is so important. Like you, it's, you have to know what you can and can't do. And by the way, you can, like, they don't get to call all the shots. Right. Right. And they're anyway, going to try.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm and again it's it's going to be to give you less than you deserve right they are this is an entitlement thing they're entitled to everything it's theirs and they've probably been hiding it for years anyway, but you have to know your rights and again, even parenting guidelines, what does the state say for custody look at that. Your lawyer's not going to go tell you to go onto your state website and look at that information. If you don't know your rights, and maybe you're not strong enough, because a lot of people are a deer in the headlights like I was, and they're just emotionally like a wash rag, but have a friend look at it. Have your sister, your, your you know, your best friend read those and go, hey, Tracy, you're, he's not telling you the truth here. This is the truth. This is what the guidelines for the state are for child support for this, for that, for visitation, know what your rights are and, and, you know, be really mindful because narcissists um, need a different kind of a decree. If you would,
1: (laughs) it has to be very, very written. Like, and if it's not, if it's not detailed, then they're not going to do it
0: and then you're taking them back to court and now it's post-divorce abuse, legal abuse, which is kind of what you've been going through, right? Where it's just courts,
1: courts, courts, it never ends. the courts, yeah, we pay for, I, I don't even know at this point how many legal fees me and my husband have incurred to this point. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, I don't want to, because we're the ones suing either. Like it's, it just doesn't end. And so it's so important to know. Um, I have a friend right now who, um, she is going through this. She's divor- divorcing a, a pretty textbook narcissist and they have millions of dollars. They legitimately do. And he, he wrote it all up for her, their agreement. And he was going to give her, he was being very, very, very generous. And he was going to give her $80,000. Oh,
0: that doesn't sound very generous. He's got- Not when
1: you have million, millions, but in his head, he's like, well, this is 80. That's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, but, but no, like this is all of like, we have rental, oh, gosh, I just made my computer. Like we have rental properties. We have, you know, all this different stuff. And he's like, no, this is what we're doing. And she really thought, she's like, well, I guess I just have to like, say, okay. And we're like, no, 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 no. no you get to have other people help you get through this yeah. that's yeah. what they're here for exactly
0: and again you have to listen and and make sure that your lawyer is really like familiar with narcissistic abuse huh. or at least a high conflict divorce so that they can write things into the decree that i call the gray areas of a decree hmm. because you know, the normal divorce decree, if you've got kids is you get them Christmas this year, I get them next year, blah, 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 back and forth on every little holiday. Right. But a narcissist, and I have an example in my book on that Christmas example, one of, one of the people that submitted their, their trick to my book was their, their spouse kept the children for two weeks for the whole winter vacation, because it didn't say when it ended. So For two weeks, she's looking for her kids at the first Christmas alone. They're little, she's panicking. She's calling the police and the police are like, ma'am, it doesn't say Winnie has to bring them back. That's what a narc proof parent, you know, agreement is. And even in the parenting, you've got to have much more specificity so that they have to bring them back. And if they don't bring them back, then, then they're in contempt and that cop would have been able to do something. Right. So without- but to act
1: on that, right. Sorry, I'm cutting you off, but like to actually act on that, like if they don't do the thing, then you have to actually reinforce it by getting legal forces involved, because if you don't, then they still hold the power and they still will continue to take advantage of you.
0: Yeah, the bars are moving and moving and moving and it's not going up. It's going way down because you yeah. and and you didn't complain and they're like, OK, good. I'll keep that work to upset that person. Let me just keep on going. And, you know, you're just going to end up as you know, without your children, because they will turn your kids against
1: you at that point too, which is so unfortunate. And so not fair to those kids. It is,
0: it is horrible, but it doesn't have to be that way. So
1: you have to know your rights. Like we said. Yeah. So what else would you say? You said that there are different types of narcissists and I don't know if we got through them all. Did we get through them all?
0: Well, we just mentioned, you know, the overt, the covert. There's malignant, which again is on the higher end of the spectrum. So they're going to do things that are more evil. I have a whole section in the book, the criminal aspect where they will have their partner arrested. They will, you know, call child protective services. They go the extra mile to destroy you. They will turn your family against you. A malignant is is going, you know, just under the sociopath line of, of, you know, absolutely no morals and no moral compass. So they're dangerous, but again, knowing who your, your person is, your, your, your ex-spouse is part of this that really is helpful. If they're a salesman, they're going to be selling, they're going to be selling you a good deal and they're going to be selling the judge, how wonderful they are, right? Right know your audience. If they are a lawyer or a doctor, a lawyer is going to litigate. They're going to love that. It's taking you a hundred thousand dollars to divorce them, know what they are and and who they are, because those give us the little like clues as to what to expect. And if they do this, then we do that. You have to
1: have a plan. So good. So good. Okay. So tell us about your book. (laughs) Well, I I book, specifically, about it. All this info that I really like when I was going through my divorce, and I was like just learning as you know, deer in the headlights, too. There were so many resources that people have now that were not available then. And I'm like, this is so great that people now have places to go. They have Facebook groups, mm-hmm. they have books that they can read, they have coaches like you who coach on this stuff all the time, you know. So it's just use your resources, guys. Like if you're in a situation, this sounds familiar. We've talked a lot about like divorce and ending this relationship with a partnership because it's very important, but no, like these are resources that you can use just to get past an unhealthy relationship. You don't have to be married to be utilizing these amazing resources.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and in my book, I, I list all of all of the resources, like everything from emotional resilience, like dealing with your fears, understanding your fears, and are they really going to come true? Is it just me putting it in my head, right? That recording kind of thing. We have to know that we have to know what kind of tricks we might be in for, because if we know that they do this very often, like stonewalling, I had a client yesterday, it's been a year, he still hasn't produced any paperwork. And she's like, how long is this going to take? And I'm like, this is the game is slow it down, make you tortured, you want out, they just want to make you miserable. If you know that that's the game, then it's not as like it's still going to piss you off, but it's not as like, it doesn't rile you up and, and you can learn to control your emotions because Ah. them controlling your emotions is what they want. So whether it's slowing down the divorce to piss you off, yay for them, they're getting supply. Doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. So really understanding the tricks and, and how to, um, You know, really pick up the pieces and how to protect your assets. So many people have things missing from their house and, oh, my grandmother's pearls are gone, right? Well, if you had taken videos of everything in your house beforehand, then you'd have a leg to stand on. I was accused of stealing or I don't know what if it was stealing because it never existed. My husband accused me of something with his antique cufflink collection. In ten years of marriage, I never saw one cufflink. What do you mean, <laughs> antique cuffling collection? I stole what? Right? Had he had pictures of that, which he didn't because it didn't exist, then he would have been able to say, "I'm missing my mother's pearls." Right? So we have to have like know what there. And again, a lot of narcissists hide the money, but. What are the accounts that we've often used? I always see a Citibank statement coming through, but hey, nobody claimed that and I don't even have records for it. Hey, let's at least tell the lawyer to look for the Citibank card, right? You have to be more active and even if you didn't have an active role to just think outside the box to find the evidence and leverage to kind of get them to go along with what you're looking for.
1: Yeah, I tell my clients that are going through this, you know, I just clients in general that are ending a relationship and. I'm like, this is the time where you be as selfish as you need to be. Like the divorce decree in general with a narcissist, it's even more so. Right. But like, you have to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. because whatever ends up in there is like basically the law between the two of you. Yeah. So you want it to be something that is going to work for you that you're not settling. Like for me, I literally was like, I just want it out so bad that I here's the house have it, I don't care. Here's this. I don't care. Like, I just was like 401k, here we go. Like, Mm-hmm. So retirement has everything because I just wanted out. But I look back, I'm like, "Gosh, what was I thinking?" You but thought it'd go away, didn't? I worry. thought it go, but yeah, like things things get tricky. And so just be aware. I love that you're saying take pictures of things. Like be aware, and then mm-hmm. it's okay to be selfish during this time. What do you want? What
0: do you want? Absolutely. And and protection afterwards, right? I mean, the post-legal abuse is absolutely ridiculous as, as you know, but you know, I have this thing in my, my divorce in my book that is called um, what if they don't clause? And it's (laughs) a little thing that you add to, to your divorce decree that I have thousands of them on my divorce decrees on my dining room table right now. And like four lawyers put something similar to it, right? It's not that common for them to add a clause because in their eyes and in the judge's eyes, no, we told him to sell the house and give you $300,000 when it sold. That's in the decree. It's a law. Don't worry about it. You got what you wanted. Be satisfied. That's what a lawyer is going to say. But the reality is, what if they don't? I have been to you know, contempt of court hearings with that particular story I'm telling you about, the $300,000, and she had already spent $20,000 two years later of motions to comply, motions to compel, motions of contempt. Oh, another motion of contempt. You're still not doing it. Two years and $20,000 later just to get what she was ordered to get in the first place. And so her right. lawyer in court said, excuse me, ma'am, but like, could we, judge, could we get the $20,000 back? Cause you gave him this order two years ago. Doesn't seem she should have to pay. And the law and the judge put her hands together and said, I wish I could, but it wasn't in the original decree.
1: And then I went ding, ding, ding. We got to get that in everybody's decree. So, so, so good. Yeah. I know that that one line mm-hmm. would have saved me and my husband so much pain, frustration, Add money.
0: Right. And you know what? If
1: they have to pay your legal fees, if they don't comply, they're not going to do it. They're not going to be like all all the time. Right.
0: in the game and they don't want to pay any skin. They don't want to do it. So, yeah, so no, um,
1: no good. You get through it. So good. So, what would you tell the audience? Like, what's one nugget of wisdom? Also, we have not talked about what your book is, what it's called. So we need to hit on that too. But yeah, so what would you tell them? And then tell them a little bit about your book as well.
0: So I think the most important thing is that they will be okay. Like, it doesn't matter if you've lost everything. I lost everything. I got a bookcase. You know, I got a couple pieces of furniture. I lost all of my savings. i lost my retirement that went to legal fees. You will be okay, right? It's going to take time to rebuild. And, you know, no matter what happens, Don't think it's hopeless. Like your life is not over. You know, you, you will gain back your kids love if they've stolen them from you. Just know that you will be okay if you do the work and heal. And so that's like the most important thing because if you don't do the work, you will, like myself, get snagged up by another one, and they are always worse. So you have to make sure that you have done the work to heal your wounds that made you vulnerable in the first place. Right? Being a people pleaser, having no boundaries—we we are like like filet mignon to a narcissist. They're just like, yes, awesome, <laughs>
1: no boundaries.
0: Let me get her. You know, it it's be careful. Don't ever, don't let relationships get rushed, slow things down. That's a good test. If they really do love you and they're willing to slow down to your pace, then you're getting someone with like integrity, right? So just take it at your own pace. If you're ready and going to start out there again, my, my book is called divorcing your narcissist. You can't make this shit up. (laughs) got, we have 26 um, experts, so coaches, uh, lawyers, mediators, um, psychologists, and financial planners that gave their top three tips. So we have those and thousands of people said these were the tricks that pulled on me. And I went far as to say, okay, well, you came home and the electricity was off and you were in a cold house all weekend. Well, here's the tip. When they move out, put the electricity in your name so they don't have any more control. I got a thing like the alarm, for example. So many people like, I changed the alarm code. And in my book, I have a really good example of, but you didn't call the alarm company and take that person off and change that call-in pin. Because in this situation in the book, the husband shows up and the, the alarm's wrong, so he's pushing the numbers. She's not home, he's pushing the numbers. The alarm company calls, he knows the code, she didn't remember to change it. So he's like, yeah, I'm carrying all these groceries and the dog was jumping, sorry, could you turn it off? And they turned it off and he robbed her, right? Think about those kind of safety measures because they will test you on everything.
1: So, yeah, you become the game. You were the game in the beginning Mm -hmm. of them catching you like, okay, this is my target. I'm I'm gonna get this person. But then in the end, like the entire thing is always a game. In the end, now it's like, okay, now I'm gonna win this. And the first line of my
0: book. To a narcissist, divorce is a
1: game. And you have to learn the rules, basically. Yeah, you have to know. Such good advice, such good information. I'm sure so many people can relate. I am gonna have her information in the show notes. And but I'll also ask you just on here, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
0: Through my website, narcissistabuse support.com.
1: So great. So easy to remember. there's That's what she does. And she's amazing at it and has helped so many people. And I'm, I know that she can help you too. So go check it out. And then we will see you guys on another podcast. Bye. Hey, who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program called thrive club that I'd like to invite you to join. We address challenges, we work on goals, and ultimately we thrive together. There's group coaching, individual coaching, and hundreds of hours of courses and content that I've created just for you. If you're ready to take your life to the next level, then come check out Thrive Club at luckysanders.com forward slash membership.